Okay, welcome back everybody to our podcast, Check Out MPL. And today's segment is another segment of our podcast called Travel with MPL. And today we're traveling with our friend, Matt, to Japan. Uh, we want to take this opportunity to thank the Wisconsin Humanities for partially funding um, the creation of our Travel with MPL kits, as well as uh, funding these podcasts that you're able to watch and listen to here today. Um, so, like I said, today we're here with um, Matt, um, and he has traveled to Japan and is going to share some of his experiences with us today. Um, so, Matt, if you don't mind introducing yourself a little bit more, like who you are, where you work, and maybe you could even share with us what sent you or brought you to Japan. Sure. Um, so, yeah, my name is Matt Heindel. Um, I actually live in, in Madison, and I work at the Monona Public Library. Um, I worked at the Milton Public Library for, for several years before um, I got my full-time spot here at Monona. Um, and yeah, uh, my trips to Japan, I've been to Japan twice, um, once in 2010 and once in 2015, uh, and spent most of the time, as you can see in the image here, in uh, Tokyo and then also in Yamanashi, which is um uh basically like a straight shot um straight shot west from tokyo um a little bit north of mount fuji um uh sort of considered by some to be uh sort of like japanese wine country which i will i'll probably get into a little bit later on um, awesome awesome um but, how how long were you there those those two different times the first time was I think about 10 days. And then the second time I think was about five days because we had split that up um, between Japan and um, Korea. Um, my, my wife's brother and his wife were teaching in Korea. So we did a trip where we spent some time with them around Seoul and then all, all four of us uh, traveled together to, to Tokyo. Sounds like we're going to have to make more kits to talk about some other locations with you, Matt. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, so then you were just traveling for, for pleasure? Yeah, I had, I've been interested in sort of Japanese pop culture for a very long time. So kind of all the, all the typical stuff, you know, video games, uh, comics, cartoons, movies, music, all that sort of stuff. And then as I got older, I became more interested um, in, in the food, especially I've gotten very enthusiastic about food. Mm -hmm. um, and it just looked beautiful to visit. And we also knew my wife and I knew that we had some uh, sort of connections that we would, um, you know, hopefully be able to um, take advantage of. Um, and, and so that was kind of what what pushed us in that direction. Uh, that sounds amazing. Um, so you were you mostly in touristy areas, or would you say that you got off the beaten path at certain points? Because I know Tokyo, probably a lot of people do travel to Tokyo. Yeah, um, we we definitely did a lot of the the sort of like popular um, temples and kind of well known kind of thoroughfares and that kind of thing. Um, but we did manage to get off the beaten path quite a bit. I've got some, some pictures here, for example. Um, so like 
during our first trip in the on the top left there is a picture um we went out to actually a sort of basically like a suburb of tokyo called kawasaki um they went to the kawasaki city museum for an exhibit by this artist that i like a lot um yuichi yokoyama um who does like comics but also does sort of like other visual art um so that was great in the bottom left that kind of um sort of like blink and you miss it little um, kind of stone monument there is actually at the site um, of the Sugamo prison, which was the, the Japanese prisoner of war camp. Um, my grandfather, my, my dad's dad was a guard at the Sugamo camp. Really? Um, so that was also during our first trip that we decided to kind of seek it out um, and found it and was definitely surreal to think that my grandfather had been standing in that same place so many years ago. Um, basically now um, on the site, there is a giant, huge tower called Sunshine 60 um, that basically stands in wh where, where the prisoner of war camp used to be. So a giant office and kind of like entertainment complex building. Oh, okay. That's so interesting. And what a tie, you know, to have. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it was just very bizarre to think my grandpa had this experience and now there's this just absolutely enormous building standing yeah. in its place. Um, in the center there, um, we did do a trip with our, our friends um, to Mount Fuji. And on the way up, they took us to this little kind of roadside um, restaurant where they serve like udon noodles, so kind of mm -hmm. thick, chewy noodles. Um, again, sort of would have never known to have gone there. Uh, it was so good. <laughs> it was just great. Uh, it sounds just, amazing. <laughs> yeah, and just a neat little, um, almost looks like a little mobile home type thing just kind of next to the, the woods there. Um, Let's see, and then that sort of dark picture there, you might be able to tell that's a like a Shiba Inu that was a resident at one of the bars we went to. Mm. Um, not the friendliest actually, but was still uh, fun to run into that. And then in the top right, um, uh, one day when we were walking around, I think in like Shinjuku maybe, one of the neighborhoods in, in Tokyo mm -hmm. ran into this little pink bus where they were selling um, takoyaki, which are kind of little fried dough balls with little bits of octopus in it, which I know might not be for everybody, yeah. um, but common, common snack uh, and decided to get some there. And the guys who were working there were, I think, stoked to have foreigners uh, stopping and, and buying their snacks. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah. I've had similar experiences abroad where they they get really the locals anyway get really excited you know seeing you there and want to share you know their lives with you for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah lo the the locals by and large were all like very very friendly and like appreciated any of our sort of like halting attempts to 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 speak the language. Right. Um yeah, they were, they were just glad that we would make, would make an effort. <laughs> oh, that's so, that's so gracious of everybody around the yeah. world. <laughs> yeah. <towards us. laughs> um, so I, I know we were, you were just mentioning some of the places that you ate. Um, 
I thought maybe would do you have like a most memorable food experience or was because Japanese cuisine is pretty unique in and of itself um it or was was just being there the whole experience just amazing or did you have like one thing that stuck out to you that was pretty great I mean yeah just being there for me anyway it was just the whole experience of it and being in the city even just like taking like the metro system and the subway and just mm -hmm. seeing everything it's great I loved it but um as far as notable experiences um I'm not sure where to where to where where would be best to start I've got a whole bunch here <laughs> oh, sure we can go in whichever order you you want if you want to go in order of your slides that's fine too um well, just just thinking about notable experiences kind of on our own in the city. Um, uh, and the top left there and our second trip, um, I talked about being into like Japanese music or like this sort of like Japanese like sort of pop music. Um, there was a big kind of a, a party basically at, at a club that I um, found out about and basically like performers like three basement levels down so each level of the basement there was a different act playing for like all you know most of the night um and it was like a great big great big party the the sort of performer there is a performer who goes by the name tofu beats um who i love that <laughs> <laughs> who like like it, like i thought was like you know, kind of undergroundish, but as we were walking around the city, like I saw his face on like an ad for like Apple Music or whatever. So, oh, um, uh, but obviously a big energetic crowd, um, like, uh, yeah, and, and super fun. Uh, the bottom picture there is just one of many pictures I took. It's kind of hard to, to capture in a single picture of a place called robot restaurant um which is like does ostensibly serve food but the whole thing of it is that it's like a sort of glorified over-the-top indescribable like cabaret show so you have all all these folks dressed up like coming out playing these like neon lit drums and then there's like a giant robot like dinosaur and and other like robots that sort of come through and all this like music and lights and it's just incredible um so much fun and yeah <laughs> is that what the the robot is too is it from that same rest so, so that is, is no that's that's different so that's from our our first trip and that i'm not sure if anyone watching this will be familiar or not that is a statue of a robot from um, like a, a Japanese cartoon. Um, this was at the uh, Studio Ghibli Museum. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm so familiar if, with that. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. so if you're familiar with those movies at all, like um, My Neighbor Totoro, mm -hmm. um, Ponyo, uh, all, all these different movies, which are just like super iconic in Japan. There's a whole museum kind of dedicated to the studio's films um and so we had a chance to to go there and then this statue this is a robot from from one of those movies um castle in the sky so this mm. is on the roof 
of the museum um, oh, and it's kind of the one of the only parts of the and any of the stuff outdoors you can take pictures of uh, they don't allow you to take pictures inside because they want you to really kind of be able to 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 take things in so photos um, right inside are prohibited yeah is um spirited away a ghibli film yeah yep, that's that's another so, one yeah so that's one that i included in the kit i think um since i don't yep. have it right in front of me um yeah that's awesome and, yeah, just just a really, you know, especially as a big fan of those movies, but mm -hmm. I would imagine even if you weren't like, boy, you'd be won over by the time you left. <laughs> I'm sure my husband and I would really enjoy that. Yeah, that's right up our alley. <laughs> you were traveling with your wife. Yes. Um, for both of the trips. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, for both of the, both of the trips. Um, and then yeah, with my with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law for the for the second trip. Okay, so um, traveling like that, were you able to interact a lot with the locals? Um, just as far as as the actual traveling itself goes, like one of the the sort of big surprises, I think a lot of folks might think that traveling in a foreign country, especially sort of like you said in Japan, where the language might be a bit a bit difficult is incredibly easy to get around so easy to get around as long as you like take you know a few minutes to kind of plan your route kind of figure things out um it's really accommodating to people who who don't speak japanese there's a lot of signage in english the like main metro lines have um either have screens that kind of show the the stops coming up or there will be a voice that announces in Japanese and English what the next stop is. Um, it was almost like disappointing how easy it was. <laughs> um, I mean, and once you get out of the metro system and start walking around, then things get a little bit more tricky. The, the um, addressing system in Japan is really hard to explain and, and uh, difficult to wrap your head around if you're not from the area rather than like sort of going by like street names it kind of radiates out oh interesting <laughs> yeah um so so we we had some difficulty finding a few spots sometimes but but even getting lost is not a problem you're going to find something interesting around just about any corner especially in tokyo <laughs> I can imagine. So did you have a lot of interactions with the Japanese people? So the, the the slides I have here, we were really fortunate on both trips to um, spend like like a basically like a, a weekend with our friend um, Yusan. Um, my older brother became friends with Yusan um, when he was in college. And I had a chance to, to meet him. He was studying in the States at the time. Um, and so when we were planning on traveling, we reached out and said, without any real expectation, saying, you know, it'd be lovely to just see you, or if you have something you could point us to, um, that'd be great. And he went just above and beyond, um, uh, was just an absolute gift to spend time with his family. So there's a picture, in the top right, all of us with uh, Yusan's wife Ikuko and uh, uh, three of his children, I believe. He, yeah, he has four children now. Um, 
so in our first trip, we actually stayed at his house. Um, the second time he kind of arranged um, uh, a stay at like a kind of local inn that like a friend of their family uh, runs. Um, so so that, that was great to, to spend a lot of time with him on the lower left corner there from our first trip, he, um, Yusan took us along to what's called in like an Enkai, which is basically like an office party. So big party with a bunch of coworkers or maybe former coworkers of his from like a school that he used to work at. He's a teacher. Um, and yeah, people just get a ton of food and get a lot of, a lot to drink and it's a great time. And then on the, yeah, that's on the lower left. And then the lower right on our second trip, uh, we were just going to kind of like a local, basically like a townie bar, um, just to get some stuff to drink and get some, some snacks. Um, and there was a, a group of like five or maybe six people next to us who were celebrating a birthday. And I think saw that we were foreigners and kind of struck up conversation. Um, uh, the, uh, one of them had, I think, studied in the UK, so it was pretty uh, fluent with her English um, and just uh, made themselves very friendly and ordered us way too many drinks. And um, <laughs> it, was, it was great, it was, uh, it was a blast. That sounds so much fun. Uh, yeah, but and then other like stuff, Yusan um, took us to uh, like his his parents own a vineyard. Like I said, Yamanashi is like Japanese wine country. So we went to his parents vineyard. Um, we actually got to try some of the wine like from their estate. Um, we went to, uh, he took us to an onsen, which is like a bathhouse, mm -hmm. um, which was lovely. Um, uh, uh, on our first trip, we went to like a, a parents' day at the at his child's school, which was such a privilege. Um, yeah, it was just uh, just the best. And then in the bottom middle there, um, from our first trip, we met up with a friend of a friend um, from from when we lived in in Kansas. Um, a, a friend of ours there connected us with a, a friend of hers. And she kind of showed us around to some spots in, in Tokyo, in, in the city, um, uh, which was also just really um, uh, very kind. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you had a lot of amazing experiences, like getting more immersed maybe than most people have the opportunity to do when they travel there. Yeah, I think, I, I think it would have been a great time even if we didn't have these these local connections but it definitely like just kind of made all the difference um as far as feeling kind of more connected with the place and were easily some of the the best experiences i love that now, now i'm gonna want to go my husband's gonna ask when are we leaving <laughs> yeah well the the the, the next sort of bunch of pictures i'm not sure how into the food situation you are but yeah, oh man. I, I, I can be a little bit picky i won't lie however i'm okay open, i'm open when i'm in other cultures i was a foreign exchange student at one point in my life and that forced me to kind of 
get into that that mindset of you know I'm in a different place I need to try different things sure um, so yeah I mean, yes, definitely. Tell me about the food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you can, like, you can definitely, like, stretch yourself as far as you want or as, as little as you want. Um, but, man, like, um, just so much incredible food. Like, uh, you can probably see a few bowls of ramen noodles there, which is some of our favorite stuff. Um, uh, sort of in the center right there those things on skewers that's called um kushiage which is basically fried food on skewers um we went to a place that's been there for like i think over 75 years or something and and just by the sound of it fried stuff on on sticks sounds kind of like unrefined this is like just the the most flavorful kind of like surprising version of that that you can imagine um, uh, just next to that, to the left, um, there are really great donuts all over the city in Tokyo, oh. like really some of the best that I've ever had. Um, over to the, the far right there with the kind of like mayo zigzag on it, that's, uh, uh, okonomiyaki, which is basically like a savory pancake mm. with like cabbage and meat and sauce over it. Um, uh, that's a lot of fun, uh, in the bottom right that you, you can barely see it, but that's like fried chicken over like a noodle bowl, <laughs> um, which was so good on a hot summer day. Um, to the left of that is a dish called, um, chirashi sushi. So basically like a mixed sushi okay. that, um, uh, Ikuko, our, our friend's wife, uh, made for us and that the, the way Yusan explained it is typically more reserved for kind of like celebratory occasions. It's not like an everyday meal. Okay. So we were really, um, really touched that they took the time to do that. Uh, okay. uh, to the left of that, the meat on skewers, that's yakitori. That's uh, some of the stuff that we got at that like townie bar. Ooh, um, mm -hmm. Like I, I was just... I would, I would think that something like this would just go over so well in like any bar in, in Madison. And I feel like some places have tried it, but man, it's not the same. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it never is the same, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, just ideal drinking food. Um, and then the top left, there's uh, a bowl. You might not be able to tell of basically it's like spicy chicken livers. So that might be pushing it a bit for for some folks, but, and I think I was the only one who ate any of it, but it was, I remember that was a just unbearably hot day during our second trip. And we stumbled onto this like beer festival out where Yusan, close to where Yusan lives. And there was a, like a truck selling this stuff. And it was like, well, that sounds great. And uh, yeah, really uh, um, sort of uh, revived me a bit after being out in this just, just brutal heat um and you, and you liked them yeah i did yeah, i, I it's cool. probably it's probably not like an everyday food but um and i don't even have pictures <coughs> excuse me of like just amazing the best sushi of my life from this like well-known sushi chef like not cheap but great 
Uh, my wife wasn't too fond of the sea snail. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, uh, but that was great. And even, um, again, stuff that I don't have pictures of, but just like our more modest like lunches that we were we were just grabbing something were always like so good or just like fun. So like um, some grilled eel is like a typical summer food. That's so good. Uh, conveyor belt sushi. Mm, I was so, going to ask you if you if you had gone to a restaurant um, that did that. Yeah. So we we went to that after we had like our like incredible high end sushi. So obviously your expectation is a bit different, but that's still like fun and um, relatively speaking like affordable. <laughs> sure. Um, but certainly not to the same level um there's also um uh a great dish called tonkatsu which is basically just like a fried pork cutlet um usually just served with a bit of like shredded cabbage that's great and i on our first trip like our very first meal was some ramen like the the ramen you see there just at a place closest to our hotel and after being tired and starving that was so good uh, I also don't have a picture of uh, a uh, food called natto, which is fermented soybeans. Um, I've heard and, of that before, I feel like. And yeah, that is definitely one that's not for everybody. Oh. Um, it's a very particular texture, kind of like kind of kind of slimy, but but it's it's not an unusual thing. We actually had donuts that were made from like, dried ground natto oh. <laughs> like like it incorporated into the flour and those were very good <laughs> oh that's delightful <laughs> yeah um, um when I you can, got when you yeah, got please. um some of the ramen did you ever visit um you know how they have like alleyways and they're just like these little hole in the wall places that mm -hmm. sell um they're like different bars and different i've seen it on travel uh, programs that i've watched did you get to experience those at all yeah, yeah, there are a few different, yeah, these little alleyways they call yokcho, okay. um, sort of scattered throughout Tokyo, and yeah, we we did uh, get to a few, like, we I, there's a, just a little bar that was, like, had just enough room for, like, you know, the, the, the four of us, um, sure. and had, had a drink, and I, like, I think someone was like sort of lean, leaning against like one side of the wall with their like legs over like the staircase that you come up oh, okay. because there was like not really any more standing room. Um, uh, and yeah, got got some some food at similar spots and those can be like hard to find or like you, you're not sure if you're in quite in the right place sometimes. Probably because they're so small, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and, and the, the, the ramen that we get, um, most ramen places, maybe you've seen this on the shows as well, um, you basically get a, you put in your order by getting like a ticket from a vending machine. Yeah, yeah. So specify all the details of your order, put money in the machine, you get like a ticket with all of your, the specifics of your order printed on it, and then you hand them the ticket, go to your seat, and then they, they bring out your, your noodles. Ah, 
as an English speaker, speaker was, were those machines easy to use or did, were there options for English or Japanese or were they mostly pictures? I think from what I recall, there were, they were mostly sort of pictures. I don't think there was much English. And I think I might've like read a little bit of like some tutorials online about like, this is what this means. Yeah. Like, like you probably want to get this, <laughs> right. um, that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, we figured it out. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, so moving, I, do you have any more food to show us? Uh, no, I could, okay. obviously I could go on and on, but no, that's plenty. <laughs> okay. No, it all looks, a lot of it looks delicious to me and I would try it. So um, was there any experience that you had that was really unexpected for you? Um, like I said, really the most like unexpected thing was how easy it was to get around. Like okay. I was kind of kind of prepared um, to to get lost a bit more. And 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 when again when we were like out walking and trying to like look for like a very specific spot, sometimes we did get. A, a little bit lost um but I don't I don't know aside from that like any of the the other surprises like were you know uh uh like going to that bar and just like you know I'm I'm sure a few a few drinks helped but just like those the, that that group kind of like just like dropping right in on our, on, on our group was uh really certainly not something we we planned um right and, and, and yeah you can't replicate <laughs> no no you can't so then on the flip side of that was there any experience that you guys had that was maybe overrated yeah so what i would say is maybe a bit overrated um i think a lot of what you see about like japan or trips to japan understandably are all of the like temples and shrines and they're they're beautiful they're great but i've i've seen some like tourist websites i think sometimes describe uh temple fatigue uh and and that is absolutely a real thing like you'll read about all of these like impressive like different historically significant temples but after a while like you, you just kind of get exhausted by them um so it's, it's worth seeing like maybe one or two of like the really notable ones or if there's some sort of like significant connection or some detail about it that really draws you to it but otherwise like uh that I would I would probably ease off of like we took quite a bit of time when we were in one neighborhood in um, uh, Akihabara just kind of like a like electronics and pop culture neighborhood we searched for quite a while for a shrine that's devoted to Tanuki which is like the sort of like mythical raccoon dog um, and we did finally find it so it's this very small like the temple next to a, or not a temple, just a shrine. So not even the scale of a temple um, next to a stream in the city uh, with all these little Tanuki statues all over it. And so that, that was cool to, to track down. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's not 
or like the the one that we went to with our friend Yusan was was fun and was like kind of an old castle that still had I remember walking on these boards um that gave like a really sharp distinct kind of chirp or kind of screech <laughs> and the idea was that when you know if it was like a, a prominent uh i'm not sure politician isn't the right word but you know if uh, some sort of figure of importance whoever it was that like stayed at the castle if someone walked through the house at night like maybe like a burglar or some like an assailant of some kind these floorboards would squeak and so they would be they that's like their alarm system oh how interesting yeah it was wild um <laughs> uh but but yeah i would i would maybe be very deliberate with the sort of uh temples and then as i was saying at the start i'm did and still like love sort of Japanese comics and video games and cartoons and stuff. But the sort of time that I probably spent related to, to like that stuff, especially related to like shopping, mm -hmm. like the shopping, of course, in, especially in Tokyo is unreal and, and hard to resist. But that is something that in retrospect, I would have spent a lot less time devoting attention to because overwhelmingly the stuff that um that sticks in my head the most and that was the most fun was was with and around other people oh okay so, so the, the experiences with people definitely like that's that's the sort of stuff that i would seek out the most right that's really good advice i think for anybody traveling abroad um, so it sounds like that you would definitely recommend um, other people to visit Japan. Um, you seem to have a, you know, a soft spot, a passionate spot for um, that country and culture. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm definitely biased, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just so much fun. Um, yeah. Again, overwhelmingly people were kind and patient <laughs> with us um, right uh and yeah especially if you're if you're into food like i can't imagine it getting better <laughs> no probably not my husband would love it there <laughs> um so then do you have any uh, secret travel tips um for japan specifically um maybe from experiences you had that maybe you do differently um, a few, a few things kind of came to mind, like, as far as like the actual travel experience goes, as you might expect, it's a very long trip to get there. Mm -hmm. But then once you actually get to the airport, the airport is a good, like hour and a half outside of the city. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be, it's going to take a little while longer to actually get like to the city or where, wherever you're staying, it's going to like at least an hour, maybe an hour and a half um so just to, to be be prepared for the little bit of extra travel tacked on um getting around like in the city and in the country there are a few different options um there's something called a jr pass J japan rail mm. which is something that is made available specifically for foreigners it's kind of like um 
it's like like a one-time charge that gets you on like most of the major rail systems throughout the country so if you're traveling back and forth like all over japan it's probably a good good option when we traveled both times we were really mostly in the city or just going a bit outside of the city um and in that case there are basically like metro cards um mm -hmm. there's one called like uh, suica s-u-i-c-a and another called pasmo p-a-s-m-o um both of those you basically just load with credit um uh you just kind of tap at the kiosk as you're going in and out of a station and it kind of debits the credit that you you put on on the pass and um that that worked really well for us um another bit of advice as far as staying somewhere like there are plenty of like super ritzy really nice hotels <laughs> um we stayed at kind of like a more mo modest um ryokan which is sort of like more of a traditional inn so like the one that we stayed at like they have the sort of tatami like um uh kind of rice straw floors mm. and, and you sleep on the floor uh which is at least for me, I remember being actually pretty comfortable. Um, and and the, the, the real cons can be like fairly modest. The one we stayed at was like a room that was basically as as wide as as my arms mm. um, uh, to like really um, elaborate where like you get like really elaborate like multi-course meals they have like nice baths on site and stuff we didn't stay at at one quite quite so so ritzy but the 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 ryokan inns are i, I would say the, the the way to go um as opposed to like western style hotels sure um, they've got amazing versions of that too um and then both of our trips we went in summer like i think either late June or late July, but anyway, like like right in the middle of summer, um, it gets just oppressively humid or just straight up rainy around that time. Um, to give you an idea, it's like at a, Tokyo is at like a similar latitude to like North Carolina. Oh, okay, that is helpful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if possible, if anyone plans to go and, and you can, you know you're not obligated to stick to like a teacher's uh summer schedule mm -hmm. uh going in the the spring or the fall um it's probably advisable <laughs> oh that's really good um information to have actually because uh, sometimes you just don't think about that yeah um like like, it's, like you know uh my wife works in in the schools and is kind of tied to the the school calendar so we didn't have a, a ton of uh, choice there and we'd love to go someday you know when when the weather's a bit nicer because they have incredible like um foliage in in the fall and oh. then of course in the spring they have their their infamous cherry blossoms that's right yeah um uh but even in summer when it's hot as long as you as long as you stay well hydrated um it'll still be a great time <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing so it definitely lived up to your expectations. Is that right? Very much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I would, 
would go back in in a heartbeat. Um, you know, we haven't we haven't been back since we now have a almost three year old. But I would, mm -hmm. you know, once he's a little bit older and can can tolerate long travel, especially um, a bit better. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to go back and especially get outside of the Tokyo area. Um, really love to go to like Kyoto and Osaka and some of the other other parts of the country. Uh, well, Matt, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing all of your experiences and all of your pictures. Um, and I, and right now, again, I'll remind everybody that we do have our travel kit to check out. And something I forgot to mention earlier is that there's also a cookbook in there. So a lot of the food that Matt shared, I believe, is probably in there. So if you want to try your hand yeah. at home, you can get our kit and um, go to town. <laughs> yeah. um, but again, thank you so much, uh, Matt, for all of the information. And um, I hope that you have a great day. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um...